Okay, Shalom Abracha, welcome. Uh, we have a question that came up, Mamash, recently, bothered by a person. He asked, there's so many things happening in the Jewish world, in the from religious Jewish world. You see things which are awkward and weird, and there's so many spiritual pathways to take. Even in Breslov itself, there's many avenues. I'm close to this Rav, I follow this Derech, and this person, and this uh, Hashkafa, this perspective. How do you know that you're doing the right thing? How do you know you're on the right track? Uh, what's your sign that what you're doing is right or wrong? So Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman, he puts it clearly on the table. Your barometer to measure that you're on the right path is that whatever you're doing or what you're following, wherever you're following, if it's a Rav, a Tzaddik, whatever, is in line with the parameters of the Code of Jewish Law, of Halacha, of Shulchan Aruch, that you're not budging from the Code of Jewish Law. If the pathway you're taking does things which are not in line with, are not in consistency with Torah law, then you know that there's something wrong with this attitude, okay? It's tricky, because number one, you have to know the halacha very well before you can determine if what the guy is doing is right or wrong. You have to be clear. You have to know the halacha, to be clear, so, so that you know what's right. A person starting, what can he do? A person who doesn't know anything about Torah law and everything, all he has is what comes his way in Judaism, in spiritual leaders and guides, until he learns more, and he can, sees, he can see that it's in line with the halacha. But if it's not, then he realizes this is a danger. This is a problem, okay? Rabbi Nachman was once told a story by his follower. His name was Rav Dov. This Rav Dov, he had a few Rav Dovs who were followers. One specific one, he uh, was telling over a story to Rabbi Nachman about how there was once a young Torah scholar, a young married man, Torah scholar, whose whole day was spent just learning and learning and learning and davening, of course, but learning, learning Torah. And he was supported by his father-in-law, who was a very big Rosh Hashiva. And this young man was very, very sincere and determined in becoming a tzaddik and getting closer to Hashem. And he was very, very involved in trying to maximize what he's doing in order to have a spiritual revelation of closeness to Hashem. He did whatever he did in his learning and his davening and his mitzvah performance that he merited to have what's called a magid. A magid is like a spiritual angel who comes to teach Torah down to people in this world. The classic example is the Magid who taught Torah to the Beit Yosef. Rav Yosef Karo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, had a Magid. He had a spiritual angel, uh, spiritual, it's obviously spiritual, an angel who came and learned and taught Torah with the Beit Yosef. It's called a Magid, okay? So, this young man also had a Magid come to teach him Torah. However, what he did not know is that this Magi, this angel, was not from the side of holiness, but he came from the side of impurity. He wasn't a holy angel teaching him Torah. Rather, it was from the other side. 
Now, that can happen, that a person can have what's called Torah Nefula. Rabbi Nachman talks about this in Lesson 28, where there's what's called a fallen Torah, that false rabbis, false representatives of Jewish leadership, in order to convince people to follow them, they also teach extravagant, extravagant Torah teachings which are amazing and eye-opening, but it's not from the side of holiness. Can you believe that? It's not coming from the, from the Kedusha. You would think if it's Torah, then automatically it must be good. But like the Gemara says, Samtem, that the Torah has a Sam Chaim or Sam Mavit. That a person has the merit, the Torah will be an elixir, a potion of life, to bring him life. If not, it's a Sam Mavit, a potion, an elixir of death. It can bring a person down. So the Torah has this, this option, this free will option of being f- presented in an impure format, even though it's Torah, but it's leading to the impurity and it's coming from impurity or from the holiness, okay? In this case of this, this young man here, the Magid was from the, time of, of the side of impurity, yet he didn't know that. He did not know that this Magid is coming from the side of the Tuma, from the impurity. And he's teaching him Torah, whatever they're learning and everything. And after learning, and he told him, don't tell anybody, it's forbidden for anyone to know about our learning together, which he kept secret, fine. They reached a point that one day the Magid wanted to really trap this pure soul in his trap, in his cage, in his net. So the Magid told the young man like this, he said, listen, you and your wife in heaven are considered to be one of the worthiest couples on earth to have the merit to bring Mashiach to the world. However, for this to happen, this requires that you be together with your wife, you have relations with your wife when she's impure. Doing that will enable you to tap into the impurity and from that then the soul of Mashiach will come into the world. He, the young man, after learning so much Torah from this Magid, was so convinced that this must be the truth. This must be the right thing to do, which we know according to Allah is absolutely forbidden. Okay? But he was convinced after hearing so many Torah insights, which was just amazing, that this must be the right thing to do. So he went, again, enlightened with this light that he has from this Magid. He, uh, asked his wife, he told his wife what happened and that they, they're chosen to bring Mashiach and requires them to be together when she's impure. She had fear of heaven. She was more grounded. It's her husband. She trusts her and loves and respects her husband. But going against the halacha, she felt something is wrong. She believed her husband that there's a, the Magid came and everything and the angel came and told her this. But she was not comfortable with it because it went against the halacha. So without her husband knowing, she went to tell her father about this, the Rosh Hashiva. When he first heard this, he was shocked because this is going against Torah law totally. You know, to do this is totally forbidden. So he, this Rosh Hashiva, was a very big rabbi. He was also a master in Kabbalah. He called over his son-in-law, who of course is now like brainwashed with this light from this Magid and convinced that this is the right thing to do. He asked his son-in-law, he said, my daughter came to me to ask my opinion. 
And I wanted to ask you, can you please tell me how this angel, this Magid, looks like? So he said to him that he has on his forehead all the 22 letters of the alphabet. So the Rosh Shiva, who is knowledgeable in this area, he said to his son-in-law, listen, you should know there are two types of Magids, of angels that come to teach Torah to people. There are the Magids that come from the sign of holiness and the Magids that come from the sign of impurity, from, from the, the realm of, of unholiness. Now, the sign to know who's who is, if you look on the Ford, you have all the 22 letters there. If the letters of Aleph, Mem, Tav, Emet are shining, then this is a true Magid. But if only the letters Mem, Tav, of Emet, which is death, is shining, then you should know that this is an angel from the other side. The problem is, the Rosh Shiva, who again is a, is a Kabbalist, so he knows these things. He said to his son-in-law, once the Magid realizes that you know his true identity, that he's from the side of impurity, he's going to brace an attack for you to, uh, for an attack. He's going to attack you. So you're going to need protection. I, is the Rosh Shiva, the father-in-law said to his son-in-law, I'm going to prepare for you some kameot, some amulets, of holy names written in them, and there will be a protection against this this Magid, okay, if he's from the side of impurity, which the Rosh Shiva was almost 100% sure he was, if he's telling his son to do something which goes against Torah law 100%, to be with his wife while she's nida, while she's impure. So the, Magid, the, the son-in-law met with the Magid the, the next night, and he looked on his forehead and he saw it like his father-in-law, the Rosh Shiva said, that only the letters Mem and Tav were shining, met, and this is not the, the, uh, a, a true angel teaching him Torah. So he found out, he realized this, and the, the, the Magid realized that this is, he, his secret was unfolded. So he tried to attack him and he was protected with these amulets, okay? What comes out of this story is phenomenal. That the barometer measurement is Torah law, halacha. His wife, she was enough of a tzaddikis. Yes, she had, she had to listen to her husband, but her fear of heaven preceded everything to realize, wait a second, is this the right thing to do? Is this what Hashem wants of me? And what was her doubt? That this is going against Torah law? And in the end, she was right. This story illustrates for everything in life. How do you know that what you're doing is right, if you're on the right path? If you are following in line with the parameters of the Torah law. If you are within the parameters of halacha, then you could be okay. You know, this is an amazing thing, because many people have doubts. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to do? Should I have really done this and that? Rabbi Nachman says, don't drive yourself crazy. If you know that you're within halacha, just have self-confidence and keep on going. If you're doing the wrong thing, really, according to the emet lamito, according to the real truth, then keep on asking Hashem to guide you in the real truth, and you'll get there. But as long as you are within the parameters of halacha, you are okay. You're protected. Your protection is that you know you're within Torah law. But in order to know if you're within Torah law or not, you need to learn halacha. And also, when you're not knowledgeable enough to instantly, without a doubt, having uh, no feelings of beneath my dignity, to contact a halachic rabbi, someone who's qualified, and ask them these questions. Is this the right thing to do? Even if it means making yourself look 
very simple and 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 stupid and whatever. If you know want you want the truth now, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. So you have to ask. It's not forbidden to ask. It's not wrong to ask. Sometimes you feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. Am I bothering the rabbi? I'm taking from his time with my stupid questions. No, they're not stupid questions. You got to ask. You got to ask to know. Am I doing the right thing? Because once you know that you're okay, you're within the parameters of halacha, then you can go ahead and do whatever you're doing in the spiritual direction you've taken in life. Halacha is the key. I know I'm within the parameters of halacha. As if I have that, then I'm okay, I'm confident. If I don't know, that's where the problem is. And this is our barometer. Rabbi Nachman said about himself once, he told, he said, he made a statement like this, I think it's in the book, Tzadik Chaim Aran, or maybe Sichot Aran, Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, it's always hard to remember where, where is what. He says, Rabbi Nachman, you can take my book, the Likute Moran, and twist it any way you want. In other words, to learn it and go and make all these type of insights on one condition that you don't budge from halacha, from the code of Jewish law. If you are within the parameters of halacha, anything you say goes. But if you start inventing new laws and new rules, new ways of thinking, like in other words, new conduct, which is not within halacha, be careful, hey, 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 you're starting new laws, new innovations of conduct, be careful. You have to make sure you're on the right path. If, if, if that's, not, that's what you have to see if you're on the right path or not. But in the main, if you're okay with halacha and everything is, is good, then Bezat Hashem, you're on the right path. There's a question here. Let's, let's see what our dear friend here, Rav Nosen, has to ask. How do I unmute you? I think I... Okay. Hi, we're listening. A quick question on what you said. Yeah. Um, so, uh, maybe not, everybody doesn't know. I, I think I remember reading one time, um, Rabbi Yitzchak Bender um, said some things about about the Chira, about that really everything that we that we do, even that is is up to Hashem. Really, he said it in a, in a little bit more. Not, not not so much like that. He said it in a way that kind of undermines our Bechira totally. Um, now, assuming he got that from Svarim or from from Rabbi Nachman, or from, I'm not sure how he got that. But if something like that was maybe not against Shulchan Aruch per se, but it's maybe going against one of the Yudgim Karim, let's say of the Rambam. I, I didn't get it. I, He's not he... saying do anything against Halacha, but the belief that is not so accepted. How do how do we how do we feel about that? Like what is can you say again? Can you say again the quote from Rav Levi Yitzhak Bender? One more time, please. What was? The, I didn't get the quote. I didn't hear what you said that he said. I think he he, he says that that really even everything we choose, even our bechira, yeah, even that is not is not is even that's from Hashem. It's not. It's not even like we don't even really have bechira. I think that's kind of like... <laughs> that, you know what you about? No, but that's pretty deep that already. You're going within the idea of Yediyah and Bechira. That's lesson 21. That's no, no, a whole no, thing. No, no, not that. Just, he, he says everything really is from Hashem. Everything. Even, now, even what we choose. So in other words, if you finally went to do something, then you can be confident and comfortable that this is the Ratzon of Hashem. No, no. No, no. I'm saying that belief. That belief. Yeah. It's not against Shulchan... The belief that everything we do is, is even Hashem controls that, even even what our bechir is, right? Yeah. He said that, he said that 
really we don't have we don't have the fear of them. Okay? So so that might not be against Shulchan Arach, right? There's nowhere in Shulchan Arach that says, you know, you have to believe that we have the hero. But it is, it is against one of the Yudhiyam of the Rambam. So does something like that fall into the of what you're saying about if, as long as we're in the parameters of Allah, we're okay. This is not, this is not a question of what, what do you do, do, do or don't do. It's just the belief. Right, the belief system. But the belief system is within the parameters of Allah still, according to that? Yes, right? If now I'm... Even if it's against, even if it, even if it's against one of the... Yudgimul Ikarim. I would have to look into it, my friend. This is something pretty deep. Which which Ikar of the 13 principles of faith does it go against? Which one? Um, well, let's just say the, the belief that Hashem punishes those who do bad. So, so if everything we're everything we're doing really Hashem controls that ultimately, even our bechira, so then why why is He punishing us? So when say that means if I do bad, it's it's the will of Hashem. Is that what you're trying to say? Also, I'm trying to get fully what you're saying. (laughs) A person can do something wrong. Oh, it's the will of Hashem. That's what it means. You know, you know what I'm talking about when a believer says, "I have to see it inside." No, you have to find it and get back. I don't want to waste everybody's time here. Right, right. Okay, you you get back to us on that. I can I can private message you later. But the point the point is still clear and still valid that if you know you're within halacha, you are okay. Period. Okay, halacha also has guidelines for serving Hashem. The very first. Si'if of Shulchan Aruch, right? You remember the very first paragraph of Shulchan Aruch? It talks about that a person's conduct at home should be the same way as when other people. Shiviti Hashem, Negdi Tamid, Uklal Gadol Torah, right? Halacha also gives you hashkafa inside of it. So that's also halacha, not, for, not to forget. Perspective of Hashem and everything that's part of halacha, Bezat Hashem. So just, again, this, for someone when they're lost... They don't know if the doing is right or wrong. They need something to just ground them, to know that I'm okay. Their barometer measurement is halacha. The pursuit for what I should really be doing in my life, should I drop work and just learn all day, should I pick up my bags and go to Eretz Yisrael, should I marry this woman and not that one, all these type of things, that is a process, okay? But as long as you, what you're doing presently is within halacha, you should feel, I'm okay. I'm not like, Hashem now abandoned me and I'm on the wrong path and I'm finished and everything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm within the parameters of halacha, so I can be rest assured that I'm on a good path. If it is wrong, it's going to lead me eventually to be on the right path. Better, whatever. The thing is that halacha is the key for that. There's one more question here. Let's see what he has to say. Rav... Our dear friend Rev Weiss, Mechavod. Ah, Shulam, Shulam, Rev Mayor. Ah, I get it. Um, I usually don't uh, uh, interrupt. Uh, I don't want to hope I'm not interrupting. But what, um, but Nelson's question, I think it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think to clarify the question was, uh, you know, Rev Mayor Commander says that even Whatever we do, at the end of the day, Hashem already knows it. So really, there's no Bechira. Meaning, we go about, we do Bechira, but at the end of the day, Hashem already knows what we do. 
So I think his question was, we have a uh, one of the one of the thirty nine imamans is um an imam of a munishlam, a shabar's bursumai goimul toil the sharm mitzvah, right? Hashem will, will will reward those that guard the mitzvahs. Imanish la over mitzvah and Hashem will punish, you know, those that um you know you know uh uh you know disobey the, the mitzvahs that, that they, they, they don't you know. So I think it's a good question. Right? How do we reconcile it? But I just wanna you know what, what right away what came to my mind was the first one of the animamans are is Emunishleva, Shabaras Bhishma Yi Boyre, Imanik, Lakhalabriam, Vilavada, Osvois Vyas Khalamas. And so the first one is telling us that Shem is really doing it all. Every single thing. And I just think, you know, because it has to all click, all thirteen. So I think to reconcile is if you look at the at, at the at, at the Mammon of reward and punishment, it's very simple. By Munishlam or Shabaris Bhishmai. That means if you guard the mitzvahs, <laughs> you guard halacha. Okay. Now, if you you have a bechira, you can do the mitzvah or not. Now, if you don't do the mitzvah, Hashem is allowing you to to, to you know to bear the con- the, the consequence. Obviously, you know you get to chuv and all that, but Hashem is treating us where, where we we have the bechira. Hashem knows the end. That Hashem knows that Hashem demonstrated that. That's our Amuna. Sees the time, demonstrates Hashem already knows the end. But you know, we still have, you know, we 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 have it. Uh Rebellious was is just making us aware that you should know that's just the, the that's that is the first of the animamans. I, I it's not really a steer, I think, because you have Shulchan Aruch and you know you, you do the mitzvah if you don't. I don't know. That's just the way uh, I'm just, I think, I just wanted to clarify how you connect the two. I would still like to I see would. inside where Rev. Yitzhak Bender says that. If you can, we have to find the quote to see the exact Lashon. Okay, Vezat Hashem. That will help clarify things for us to make sure that we have the quote right. <laughs> the quote correct, Vezat Hashem. Okay, Rebbe, I can send it to you. Oh, uh, all right, thank you everybody for joining. If we don't speak before Pesach, have you beautiful Chag Kasher Sameach. Pesach, we said already, is Gematria Nachman. The light of this tzaddik should help us, boost us to leave our personal Egypt, Bezat Hashem, and to have a new beginning. It's a new beginning to come close to Hashem, Bezat Hashem. All right, Shalom everybody. All the best, Chag Kasher